Late January 2005. Dusk in the mountains of southwest Virginia. I park my pickup and stride through deepening white toward the house. A ramshackle old place isolated among oaks. Against the stairs I stop my boots to dislodge snow from the treads. And I know Sam must hear the pounding. Because this is my world. The world I've made. What he feels is not dread, but delight in knowing I'm home. Inside, I shoulder off my leather jacket, toss my backpack in the front hall, and head for the kitchen to pour us both a drink. Sam's where I left him, where I've dreamed him to be. He looks up at me. He grins around the rubber ball strapped in his mouth. I take off his cowboy hat, resistol, black straw, bad boy signifier, kiss his bald spot, tossle his thinning brown hair, replace the hat, and pour out a tumbler of Bushmills Irish whiskey. The chair creaks as I sit in it heavily, as I lean back and take that first welcome sip. His name isn't really Sam, but for the sake of avoiding lawsuits, let's call him that. Not that, outside of my head, he would ever read this story, this book. The guy's married to a beautiful, talented woman. They have several beautiful children. In my heart, I'm a criminal, God knows. But my sociopathy isn't translated into action, simply because the legal repercussions would be too great. And who knows, like Dostoevsky's Raskolnikov, I might not be able to bear up under the weight of guilt. And so, outside of this tale, Sam would never find himself here, bucked and gagged on my kitchen floor. But today, that's not his choice. That's mine. I create what I can. In fantasy, at least. At last. The laws of probability have no power. Today he's here, and he's happy to be here. Happy to be my hopelessly helpless boy. Along with the signature cowboy hat, he's got on faded jeans and black cowboy boots and a slave collar. A short length of chain padlocked around his neck. He's shirtless, needless to say. For me, his hairy chest possesses the power of a religious icon. So, of course, in my world, he's perpetually bare-chested and tied. A man as beautiful as he is, according to my peculiar leather aesthetic, should be bound almost constantly and very frequently gagged. Don't ask me why I feel this way. It's as much of a mystery as the constellation's silent revolutions, the sticky bud scales splitting in the spring. Some of you I know understand. To use the vernacular I share with my mountaineer brethren, I can't help it. Bucked and gagged? For the vanilla boys out there, it used to be a civil war torture slash punishment. Sam sitting on the floor. His hands are tied together in front of him. His booted feet are tied together. He's folded up in a hot and hairy little package. Early Valentine's Day gift to myself. His arms wrapped around his legs and held in place by a wooden dowel roped between the crooks of his elbows and the crooks of his knees. If this weren't fiction, I never would have left Sam tied that way all day. While I taught, sent out poems to magazines, called my partner, attended a committee meeting, and gathered material for my second year tenure review. Much too uncomfortable a position to endure for long. Once my buddy Everett tied me this way, and I made it to three hours. I was whimpering by then. I, who pride myself on how much pain I can take. He kindly ass-fucked me before he untied me. 